I was a very young child, talking about around five or six, my parents were still married, which meant that I still had certain rules around the kitchen and at dinner time. The main rule that affected my dinner eating experience was that there would be no dessert of any kind unless I ate everything that was on my plate. Now, I didn't have a problem with that rule necessarily, except that very often what was on my plate was kid kryptonite. You know what I mean? Things like broccoli and green beans and Brussels sprouts. I would legitimately look at those things on my plate and ask myself, is dessert even worth trying to shove these things down my gullet? Often it wasn't. Now, I remember one specific time when my mom was just exasperated with me because I wouldn't eat any of those vile weeds. She said something like, fine, you can't have any of the cookies and ice cream and you can't have any pop. Now there were two liter bottles of soda and two containers that had cookies in them in the kitchen. At that time, I didn't have any desire to have any of them because it would mean eating those vegetables. But as soon as mom told me I couldn't have them, that's all I could think about. Needless to say, it was far worse for me when I was caught trying to sneak pop and cookies out of the kitchen than would have been just to follow my parents' rules. Rules are a sticky subject, especially when you are the one who breaks them. Romans 5.20 says, The law came in to increase the trespass, but where sin increased grace abounded all the more. You see, the law exists in part to tell us where we have trespassed. It defines sin. The law does not make us sin, nor does it provide a standard to which we are to fix our behavior. It simply defines where we have trespassed. For instance, I would not know that I am speeding if it weren't for a speed limit sign revealing what the limit is. Now, I know that if I go faster than that speed limit, I am breaking the posted law. The law does not define my goodness as a civilian, but only where I make my trespass of the law. When I have trespassed, I cannot unbreak the law. I'm simply a lawbreaker. The same logic applies to God. I cannot unbreak what I have broken. I can only be forgiven. This is very much like an old story that I'm sure many of you have heard. It goes something like this. An old tale speaks of a man who died and faced the angel Gabriel at heaven's gates. The angel said, here's how this works. You need 100 points to make it into heaven. You tell me all the good things you have done, and I will give a certain number of points for each of them. The more good there is in the work that you cite, the more points you will get for it. When you get to 100 points, you get in. Okay, said the man. I was married to the same woman for 50 years, and I never cheated on her, not even in my heart. And Gabriel replied, well, that's wonderful. That's worth three points. Three points, said the man incredulously. Well, I attended church all my life, and I supported its ministry with my money and with my service. Terrific, said Gabriel. That's certainly worth a point. One point, said the man, with his eyes beginning to show a bit of panic. Well, how about this? I opened a shelter for the homeless in my city, and I fed needy people by the hundreds during the holidays. Fantastic. That's good for two more points, said the angel. Two Points, cried the man in desperation. At this rate, the only way I will get into heaven is by the grace of God. Come on in, said Gabriel. Now, for theology and Bible understanding aside, this story illustrates a greater truth. While the law reveals greater trespass, God's grace abounds even more. Now, this isn't license to sin more so that grace can increase. That's not grace at all. Instead, God's grace increases because his grace is about his presence. And despite our efforts, good and bad, God reveals himself to us. And here's the really good news. It's not about getting into heaven. Instead, this Christmas story is about heaven coming to us. 
God was fully aware of our human plight and our law-breaking condition. He knew the only way that we could be saved from that broken position was if he stepped in. And one of the things the first advent taught us is that we don't get into heaven. Heaven has come to us, as was prophesied well before Jesus' birth in Isaiah chapter 7. It goes like this. Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz, Ask a sign of the Lord your God. Let it be as deep as Sheol or as high as heaven. But Ahaz said, I will not ask and I will not put the Lord to the test. And he said, Hear then, O house of David, is it too little for you to weary men that you weary my God also? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. And behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel. With the arrival of Jesus, heaven was brought to the center. God is with us. Today, make it a point to spend extra time thinking on the grace of God. How is God with you right now? Knowing that the Christmas message is all about God's great care for you and I, even when we've broken his rules. See, the birth of Jesus, God with us, is the time we get to meet with him, perhaps over cookies and soda. Join us in our next installment of In Every Season Advent. And until next time, God bless.